Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. It is Monday, July 7th, 2014, and you're tuned into um, That's the Movie with Robert Osborne Cidadago on the Sasha Marina Show. And this is your co-host, Sasha, and Robert. Hi. That's Robert. So, obviously, uh, that's the movie. Uh, it's all about uh, news and behind the scenes and what's going on, what's coming up, and so forth. So, what's up, Robert? What, what's the... Okay, so first off, um, there's two new casting... Um, two, new cast, two actors have been casted for Star Wars Episode Seven, and they're relatively... Well, they are unknown actors. Originally, they already had two relatively unknown actors, uh, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, and they both have, have really been, aren't really, uh, you know, big-name actors. But now recently, they, um, well, Disney had held an open casting session for for Star Wars across the U.S. and U.K. So these two were the actors that they picked out of the thousands of actors that, that uh, submitted auditions and went in audition for a role in Star Wars Episode Seven. The first one is a stage actor named Crystal Clark, and apparently her first, this, that's not going to be her feature uh, film debut. She's going to make a she's going to make her feature debut next year, and some fantasy adventure movie called The Moon and the Sun. And then the next one is uh, Pip Anderson, who's a parkour uh, expert. So what he does is parkour. He hasn't really done anything acting-wise except a commercial for Sony involving the amazing Spider-Man. So these two have been announced as, you know, to have roles in a movie, and we don't know what it would be. That's and, quite interesting. But but I guess... Um, so out of the thousands of people that could have that auditioned and whatever, they chose two people that are very immune to the industry. Yeah. Hmm. Some of them really haven't done much at all. <laughs> um, one of the producers were saying that they wanted to remain absolutely faithful to the Star Wars uh, franchise tradition of discovering and nurturing young talent. Really? Uh, I guess she, maybe she's referring to, like, most of the actors that they had at the time for that movie had either done absolutely nothing, not an ounce of acting before, or very little. Like, Harrison Ford was um, George Lucas's contractor. I mean, Carpenter. Oh, wow. He didn't, he never acted before that movie. So, yeah, there you have that. That's interesting, I guess. So, uh, for the Harry Potter fans, uh, Fantastic Beast and Where the Where to Find Them, uh, there had already been, apparently, a, a teaser image uh, release. And what, and what it is, um, it's saying fans that know the world of Harry Potter, this is, um, I think, the producer talking about uh, what, what, uh, what, what about the teaser? And this is uh, fans that know that know that the world of Harry Potter will return on screen when J.K. Rowling adapts the book. You know, the test of beast, where to find them as a movie. If you're wondering what mythical creatures might, what what the mythical creatures might look like, head to Magical Menagerie Shop in Diagon Alley and peer up at the overhead shelves. So Diagon Alley is a section that just opened up, and I don't know if they have opened it up yet. And uh, in Universal Studios Orlando, in mm-hmm. Islands of the Wait, yeah, of course. And um, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Zygon, wait, Diagon Alley was open already? Wasn't that the thing they were opening up now? No, what they're doing, well, Hogsmeade was open. What, maybe I think Diagon Alley is going to be with Gringotts. Gringotts is what, what they opened, and the actual train that takes you from Gringotts, that's going to be, that they kind of united, since, like, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios are, like, sitting next to each other. Um, they kind of, they used the, the Hogwarts Express to unite that uh, those two parks, but only for like the hotter area of it. So um, pretty much, I guess Gringotts is like a new ride, and I guess Diagonally obviously is right by Gringotts. So the Hogsmeade and the, and the Hogwarts Castle had already been part of um, the whole attraction. So yeah, that's like the new area that they're yeah, supposed Diagon to launch. Alley. Yeah. Really Anyways, they just took a picture of what was above it, and it's a uh, hippogriff. Uh, if anybody remembers Buckbeak from um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Third part. Yeah. And that's, that's what the image is. And another, and another creature is next to it, like a weird Pegasus unicorn thing that has two horns. It's kind of like a donkey. Really weird looking, but yeah. So I guess that's just the way of teasing uh, which creatures we'll be seeing in this movie. So yeah, anybody excited for that? I'm excited. Yeah. All right, then. So this is actually a big rumor uh, that I'm about to drop on you. It's uh, about the $6 million man. $6 million man was this uh, TV show that came back out in the 70s. And it was about a guy um, who... I, he got in an accident. I think he was a cop. And then they rebuilt him and made him like a robot cyborg thing, and now he's like a genius sort of robot where he has like a super hearing, and he never gets tired, you know, like super jumping, all this crazy stuff. But anyways, um, it's been, it's been, this has been since about a decade ago since and the rumors have been popping up about this movie, apparently in development, and it's been going on like this for a while, but the most recent rumor before the one I'm about to tell you was that uh, Brian Singer was set to direct it, and Leonardo DiCaprio was going to star. But now, the newest rumor, again, just a rumor, is um, is that Mark Wahlberg will be playing the $6 million man. Yeah. And that's about it. But I really don't care. I don't really think it needs a new movie. Because there's some things that just kind of worked during the time they were. And if you were to reboot this movie, it would be just too much CGI, and it won't feel it won't have the same feeling as the original one did. Where it was much more practical effects, and it was it just there was something different about it that felt more real compared to what we'd be seeing now. And I guarantee you, it won't be as how the other one was. It would be like a really dark and gritty sci-fi movie. When it's just much better to spend time and your money and effort in making in your own original sci-fi instead of having to re- rehash what they did 30, 40 years ago. Things better leave something like this alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen the original, so I don't... Yeah, but... Anyways. That's maybe happening. <laughs> so, uh, anybody knows who Max Steel is? Yes, no. Because I have no freaking clue what that is. <laughs> it's like between Man of Steel. No. I know what that is. <laughs> it's 
it's uh it's like some sort of their action figures or something that came out in the late nineties and they had this T V show that was going on in in uh on Cartoon Network. And um they made movies about it, but they, for some reason, were only were, were straight to DVD, and they were released in Latin America. Because <laughs> they sucked, sorry to say. Yeah. Obviously. So, anyways, the, there's a movie apparently in the works, and it's been filming. And the director just released some, some images about it, and it looks like some weird like sci-fi movie. And that's cool, I'm up for sci-fi. So wait, they did all of this and it was only released for Latin America? No, 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 not this movie. Um, movies before have been yeah. made, but they just went straight to DVD. But it's like the straight to DVD is fine, but only in Latin America is like okay. So yeah, yeah. So right. it shows, <laughs> shows off the kid who apparently I guess is Max Steele, whatever. It's played by he's played by uh, Ben Winchell. Yeah, he's apparently a not a very known actor. Doesn't know a lot. Mainstream, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. And yeah, so apparently, it's just it's just a bunch of a bunch of stills with him, like for some reason, shirtless and with clothes talking. And boxers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it shows off a, a I guess a dude who's wearing the back. It looks the suit looks pretty badass, but besides that, you know, mm-hmm. I've been really uh, big. But yeah, the uh, the guy has. This really well, uh, really not a well-known actor, and apparently he has a role in some upcoming drama called The Last of Robin Hood. If oh yeah, I know this movie. It's a it's a movie starring Sorcy Ronan and um, Kevin Kline. Kevin Kline. Yeah, but anyways, the movie has a release date for 2015. Not a month or day yet, but just 2015. We was excited for that. Get excited some more. So, Fast and Furious 7, done shooting, new release date, revealed. Fine. <laughs> so, um, so it, it's, its release date is July 11th of, of 2015. So a year from now. Yeah, now, okay. It has decided to, they have, it's a little bunch of random crap, but they have decided to bump it up to a week earlier. To uh, Apparently they had it April 10th. But they decided to bump it up a, a week earlier to April third, two thousand fifteen. So I guess they finished all the reshoots they needed to reshoot, or yeah, and did what they did. I, I really just want to see what the hell they managed to pull off with the passing of Paul Walker. Be really interesting, but okay, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, April third, two thousand fifteen. I think this movie is gonna like break the box office just because of. Yeah. Just the story behind it right now. Is, Just because of uh, I think Fast. Yeah, and not because I would like honestly, I didn't I haven't. I still haven't even seen Fast Six. Like whatever, and I probably wasn't gonna see this one, but just because. Yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna be forced to go watch this movie. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, there's a new um, a new still from Batman vs Superman. It's uh, Henry Cavill's new Superman costume. And boy, does it look exactly the same like it did in the first movie. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no difference. There really is no difference. There really is no difference. The shade nobody is just be, a little like... Yeah, nobody should get excited over that at all. Yeah. It should be showing us stuff that we care about, not it's the same suit we saw in the first movie. It's like the same dude. Exactly the same crap. No, but put some side to side. side comparison. Oh, he looks buffer here. 
He looks like he took a little more. No, it's just that the, that shot is a side shot, while this one is showing more of his front. No, no, it's exactly the same. Is it? Yeah, it is. Look. Well, yeah, it's the same Superman, it's guys. The same thing. It's it like, looks slightly darker, and I guarantee you, it's just because the the Photoshop they've used on the of course on the on the still on the image. Of course. So um, expect the Man of Steel 2. It's going to look like Man of Steel 2. Yeah, he's going to look exactly how he did in the first one. I mean, the only one I'd ever expect to be changing costumes is Batman. Because he can. Mm-hmm. Why then would Superman be changing costumes? Nice. Superman. He can't afford to change costumes. <laughs> dead in job. Yeah, he can't that. afford to be wearing these costumes. Yeah. So, uh, some of you weren't aware Johnny Depp is working on a gangster biopic. Yes, because that's the only Black thing Mass. that's good on him. It's called Black Mass. I mean, he can do anything. But well, he can do anything, but this is like, that's it. This is what he should just stick to. Not like he's like aging. Yeah. <laughs> stick to this. Uh, so that so there's been not any hype whatsoever about this movie, but <laughs> anyway, it's Johnny Depp. And uh, this movie has a release date already, and it's for September 18, 2015. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of hope this movie's really good. And it's pretty much in time for the Oscar uh, season, where everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, Oscars, this movie's going to be nominated as an Oscar. So mm. maybe, depending how good it is, that's why they're aiming for that release. I don't know what the studio wants, if the studio wants a nomination or not. But I, I know I'm thinking way too early about it, but... When they have a release yeah, date like that, yeah, we don't even know what it's about. When so. they have a release date like that, you know, it's gonna it wants to be nominated as an Oscar for an Oscar, you know. And I thought that it's a uh, it's a gangster movie. Gangster movies were like were like candy for the Academy back then. Every other gangster movie is being nominated for something. So okay. that's gonna be uh, interesting. So. Um, oh, this is awesome. If, uh, if somebody hadn't hadn't known, Ridley Scott had been working on the on this on this movie about Moses, and the title of the movie is Exodus: uh, Gods and Kings. And an image had been released months ago about with Christian Bale. Christian Bale is playing uh, Moses, and it's just an image of him tan, a white guy playing a, an Egyptian guy or Middle Eastern guy. Mm-hmm. So he's just as a tan. But there's like apparently more images, and they're seeing more action packed. They're really, I don't know, stuff. They're really that interesting. They look really cool. They look good for the time period. It looks like they're building awesome sets. Maybe cool, steady stuff. Could look them up, just, you know, just uh, judge for yourselves. But in reality, um, I'm kind of indifferent with this movie. I'm not really excited at all. It looks. Okay. It looks like another, what is it, DC movie. It just, yeah, it just looks like some sort yeah, of, like, I don't know, mommy movie. Before Christ, like, that's it. It's nothing really that cool. It was just, yeah. But, yeah. So, some next bit of news. More Batman versus Superman news. And it's apparently, it's a rumor, and this comes from Latino Review, which these guys are known for literally just talking out of their ass. But every now and then, they're right. But most of the time, they're not. And apparently, four additional villains, antagonists, will be making a, a appearance in Batman vs. Superman, and that includes Victor Zaz, which is a Batman villain. Victor Zaz is a serial killer. 
who, um, with every kill he gets, I think he cuts, like, makes, like, a tally with a knife on his arm or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one of the Lex Corp's PR rep, Morgan Edge, that makes sense because Lex Luthor's going to be in this movie, so that wouldn't really, you know, crowd up the movie. An assassin named David Kane, I don't know who that is. A senator named Amanda Waller. I know who Amanda Waller is, but, yeah, that's, that's really what it's... The four new villains are going to apparently be joining this movie. Victor Zaz already had apparently made an appearance very tiny and very obscure, almost an Easter egg, and Batman begins. Did he know? Yeah. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I'm assuming it was in Arkham Asylum. Um, but besides that, I don't... Oh, you know what? I think we should sit down and watch those uh, back-in-the-day Batman movies. Yeah, I guess so. 91, because I don't remember. I just remember the horrible, ugly penguin played by Robert De Niro. No. Not De Niro. What's this guy's name? Why do I always get them mixed up? Scratch that. I'm just going to let you know. Danny DeVito. There we go. There we go. It's a De Niro DeVito. Anyways, um, yeah, that's like the scariest like image that ever just stays in my mind from Batman, so therefore I never really like watching them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's cool. I guess I don't really care at all. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I really don't. It's a rumor right now, so it's not really a big a big deal. Everything's oh, a rumor. And there was a uh, I forgot to say some casting news for that movie. Uh, Scooty McNary. <laughs> no, I'm Scoot. Oh. I'm gonna call Scooty. Uh, Scoot McNary has, has been casted in a movie with an undisclosed role. And some of you don't know Scoot McNary is. <laughs> he, he's really, he, you know him. Uh, he's in tons of movies. He's a really good actor. Very, usually small roles. And when it's, you know, big major roles, he's probably a villain. And uh, if you see a picture, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. He was in Argo. He was one of the... Uh, one of the one of the people that were held hostage, uh, that Ben Affleck was trying to get back into the U.S. and um, he was also he's also in this new TV show called Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. And yeah, uh, one of one of the things were suggested he might be playing Morgan Edge, the PR guy. Nobody cares. I I would have preferred him to play a much bigger, cooler role better well-known villain because he's a really good underrated actor. So it kind of sucks, but whatever. Hopefully he doesn't play that. And and on another note, on really dumb, obscure, and very pointless tiny news is that um, Guillermo del Toro says specific rooms can be very different from the first one. Do you even think that specific room actually needed a, a, a second part? Didn't they just abolish the, the whole thing that was causing the aliens to begin with? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's not like a movie that you need. It needs to have a linear story or anything. Well, Only yeah, because if you kill the, the source of the aliens, what are they, how are the aliens going to come back now? They're going to come back in any other way, like they did. They'll come back the same way they came back the first time. But that first time was many years ago, and it's something woke them up. Yeah, they'll come back again. Something else will wake them up. Like They're what, a thousand like, years later? You can't really start guessing why they, why they wrote something or why something's happening. It's just going to happen. They're going to find a way, and maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not. Maybe it makes sense, maybe it doesn't, but 
who cares? So uh, on smaller news, it might affect um, certain movies, how they're going to, what's their outcome. The Expendables 3, I think I've already announced, we've already talked about this, how it's going to be rated PG-13, but officially now the MPA has given it the PG-13 ruling, you know, the rating. Uh, I'm not too happy about that. I'm not a big fan of The Expendables. I enjoyed the movies um, for what they were, for what they were, but it kind of being rated PG-13 is not a good idea, in my opinion, because maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna to dumb down the movie quite a bit. Yeah. Originally, the movies were just this really bloody action-oriented movies, just filled with all these action stars from the 90s, 80s, and 70s, and everyone's just so excited about that, only to then get this PG-13 kid rating. The kid rating. This, they want to make more money, maybe, because that's, you know, you have an R-rated movie less people will go to it because that there won't be kids or teenagers going to see the movie. That's a 50-50 thing because the word, the word goes down. Like, let's say people go, they take their kids, but then, the, like, the older, like, the older people are going to be like, oh, the movie sucks. And so they tell their friends and they tell their friends and everybody's going to be like, well, let's not even bother to go watch it. So maybe yeah, and the problem with R-rated movies is that a lot of people are going, they go have children, so they need to leave their children with somebody or and some people take the kids to the R-rated movies because you need an adult to walk in anyways. Yeah, but some of them don't take them because they don't want to scar the children in any way. But anyways, the it's problem with R-rated movies like is that. that most R-rated movies have a very low budget. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to make the money back. But this movie, The Expendables, they have big budgets in these oh, movies. Oh, obviously, yeah. Like huge budgets. Just by the cast itself. Yeah, and on top of that, they, they try to have as much practical effects as possible. So, I mean, actual explosions, I mean, actual car chase scenes or car crashes and stuff like that. It's and a lot of uh, stunt work. It's, it's a lot of money that's going into those movies. And if they're not making it back and how the studio wants, you're going to, you know, they have to make it a PG-13 movie. Yep. And it's really easy to do it because the only reason they got PG-13, I mean, uh, R-rated, R-rated, uh, um, they got an R rating was because of just the amount of violence and blood that was in it. And and just not even because of language or anything else or any sexual content, it was just really just violence. Language is minimal. But whatever. But you got to do what you got to do and they don't need this straight. <laughs> so uh, Vin Diesel, you know, Shumungus nerd, apparently. Um, something a lot of people don't know. But he loves, you know, everything nerd. But uh, he has a role in Guardians of the Galaxy. If people didn't know, he's playing Groot. Big tree-like humanoid thing that the only thing he says is, I am Groot. I am Groot, and that's what he says all the time. And Rocket is the guy who only understands what he says, apparently, every time he says, I am Groot. For some reason, he's managed to translate it into, like, I want a soda, or that guy's trying to kill us, or watch out. He knows what he's saying, just depending on the different levels he's looking at it. But <laughs> apparently he took his uh, children, his family, to go see um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, a, 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 screenings of it, a screening of it, and he had a young, his youngest, who was apparently three-year-old, so he's trying to say that this movie's family-friendly. So family should go see this movie and everything, and I guarantee you they're going to see it regardless, because it's a Marvel movie, it's a superhero movie, mm-hmm. the superhero movies have always been for everyone. Like, the little kids are going to enjoy it, even if they miss some jokes here and there, or some of the some of the crucial story things, they don't care, because they're going to love it, either way. 
but he's just saying that it's but it was awesome and his kids enjoyed it and everybody thought it was great. And I know that he didn't know too much about this. He didn't know entirely how this movie was going to turn out because all he did was read the script. He was, I don't think he was on set and he did voice, and all he did was voice work. He didn't really do anything. Not even motion or anything with the... the I don't know picture. if he did motion capture. Maybe, maybe not. But I know that there, it, was, there was, it was split between CGI group with CGI and... Um, and somebody in a big suit. So it wasn't even Vin in the, in, the, in the suit. I mean, why would you pay him to go be in a suit? So he can do the motion capture. No, but that'd be doing motion capture. I'm talking about somebody who was actually on the suit using a practical costume and everything. So it's pretty much just his name attached to the movie. And his voice. Parts of his voice. No, his voice only. Well, I am Groot is part of his voice. It's not even like... Yeah, but it's his voice. He's yeah, the you one like different, like... He probably did screen stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to do different ways. Because he doesn't, he doesn't stay to the same tone. Oh, okay. That's the only reason Rocket is able to, you know, yeah. distinguish what he means between things just by the different tones. Maybe that'll give it, like, a comedic kick to the movie. Oh, the movie is apparently really funny. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, the comics, were, I mean, most comics are always, always have a certain comedy to it, but especially Guardians of the Galaxy did. They were always they were always pretty funny. They had the very serious moments, but I guess it was just any just Star Lord and Rocket Raccoon were probably the top, you know, mm-hmm. the funniest characters you could have in the group. I I maybe if uh, Rocket, I mean, it's already going to be funny enough that he uh, that he's that he's that he's a talking raccoon, but. Rocket had a, had a sort of Australian accent, or space Australian, I don't know what you want to call it. But he had a, Spatial Australian. <laughs> space Australian, because he's never been to Earth. So Universal he Australian. Was, he wasn't born on, on Earth or anything, so Rocket having an Australian accent is pretty weird as hell, but it, it would have made it a lot funnier for some reason, in my opinion, if they would have just kept to it. But I'm sure Bradley Cooper did, did a fantastic job with it. So far, he's done what I've heard from it. He's done pretty good. There's nothing bad about his... Uh, about well, there's his, another comedian so. for you there, too. Well, not yeah. comedian as a label, but he's a funny guy sometimes. Sure. He does comedy movies. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and I guess this will be my last bit of news, is that another PG-13 thing talking about. Um, Guillermo del Toro was, is working on several movies at a time. He's doing. He does. He does. He finishes like one movie and goes and films another one. But uh, his, he's he's doing a horror movie. He loves horror movies apparently. He uh, does PG-13 guy. Yeah. Well, he does do PG-13 movies. Those are yeah, the most famous but, ones. But yeah. But his horror his horror movie he's working on now. Um, it's called At the Mountain of Badness, and apparently it's an HP. It's an adaption of HP Lovecraft's um, 1931 novel. And he he's been working on it since two thousand four. Wow. That sounds like very um um James Cameron with Avatar. But anyways Yeah. And and uh, uh back in two thousand eleven apparently he had asked for uh, for a hundred and fifty dollar hundred fifty million dollar um budget and the movie was gonna be R rated and it was a horror movie. And Universal wasn't really, you know, willing to give him that because what the hell? Like we were just talking about earlier, getting an R rating is not going to bring in a lot of movies. I mean, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And especially horror R-rated movies. So, but I yeah. think he's built himself 
for now to be able to ask for that kind of money. Yeah. I'm a filmmaker, like, I mean, how many things does he have in his freaking scrapbook? Like, come on now. Yeah, and apparently he says now about PG-13 movies are becoming more and more flexible. He's willing to um, do a PG-13 movie, which makes sense because if anybody sees PG-13 movies now and you compare them to PG-13 movies in the 1990s, it's a very different thing. And each decade you go back, it's going to be very, very different PG-13 movies compared to now. Now PG-13 movies would be considered R-rated. If you would if you would have a PG-13 movie like we have now in the yeah. 90s, it'd be an R-rated movie. No, I see some. I've seen PG-13 movies now. I'm like, wait, they say like they're allowed to even say the F word, like damn. Yeah, and some of the some of the, just the violence. Yeah. Very serious. Yeah, and they're like exactly. Yeah, I've seen PG-13 movies. When I look at them, like, no, this is PG-13, so this is so gruesome. So um, I think things have changed plenty. Yeah. So, anyways, we're wrapping up here. Um, so you guys can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. Wait, scratch Instagram at the real Robert AH, and on Instagram you can find me with my full name, Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. All together. Yeah, there. Or go to the fashionmanshow dot com, go under topics, uh, columns, and find that movie. Um, we're actually going to watch the screen today, so expect a review this week. Uh, for what's, what's the movie? Uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Sex Tape. Yeah, what's the other guy's name? Jason Segel. Jason Segel. Okay, so yeah, that movie Sex Tape that comes out uh, July 18th. Um, oh, you didn't mention what one awesome part of the Galaxy is doing is that uh, the oh, yeah. 17 minute screening. It's going to be at select theaters uh, nationwide, but today, July 7th. I don't know for those of you that got the memo. And for those that maybe can get the memo now, but yeah, um, probably too late to even like. Yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see the other screenings, so we're gonna have to miss that. Yeah. But I'm so excited about this movie that I guarantee you I will be reviewing. Yes, sir. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> make make sure you download our app, uh, Google Play, and Blackberry Royal, the Flash Marine Show. And Jesus Blackberries again. People, people, journalists, and politicians. I've seen other, I've seen regular people with well I think they're regular, regular I don't know. people. But, <laughs> general people with blackberries, okay. I, I, I guess journalists and politicians are regular people. No, they're they're not. Their <laughs> life is oh. their life is way more you, interesting. You can't even see a journalist is in public and be like, That's a journalist. No, you yeah, can't like, tell that. If you're a journalist or a politician, you have more than a nice. The only way job. you can tell that is if they're using a blackberry. I guess. Anywho, uh, yeah, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and um, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.